Merry Christmas. Welcome to our Harvest Men Valor podcast. Uh, Merry Christmas to y'all. You know, most of us love the trappings of Christmas, the lights, the Christmas trees, whether you uh, went out and bought an imitation or you're going and cutting down a tree. Hey, either work well. But, you know, bouncing around from one family member's house to another, shopping, giving Christmas gifts, receiving gifts, they're all good. We start seeing the Christmas TV programs and the movies and the songs start playing on the radio, usually the Friday right after Thanksgiving. You know, those classic songs like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman and, you know, the movies that we've seen so many times, like It's a Wonderful Life and Charlie Brown Christmas and Elf and Grinch and Christmas Vacation with Clark Griswold and all of that. And, you know, it seems like everyone has a Christmas album. Of course, Michael Buble, Justin Bieber, Under the Mistletoe. You know, Johnny Cash has a classic Christmas album, one of my favorites. You know, the top Christmas songs are still the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire by Nat King Cole. Have Yourself a Merry Christmas, performed by the Pretenders. Winter Wonderland, performed by the Eurythmics. Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen. White Christmas, of course performed by Bing Crosby, and you got to love Burl Ives singing Holly Jolly Christmas. You know, have a Holly Jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Now, I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Well, those are all fun. I believe the top song is Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. But these things all evoke sentimental feelings. So much of Christmas is based on emotional sentimentality. It often stirs up happiness and excitement but it also can stir up sadness. It can stir up dread because so often things aren't as we think they should be or things aren't like they used to be or things may never be the same again. You know, some are spending their first Christmas without someone they love. Some are seriously sick. Some have financial worries. But we can harness the Christmas season and the Christmas day itself to remember and celebrate the greatest hope, the greatest promise, given to us all, the greatest gift. Christmas is about a marvelous earthly arrival, but it's also about a mysterious heavenly departure. Christmas is about a miraculous birth. Christmas is about a magnificent gift, and we are going to take a moment to remember and discover Jesus in Christmas and to celebrate what the angel of God amped out to a bunch of blue-collar shepherds who had the night shift keeping watch over their flocks by night. And the angels said, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The two Christmas story is awesome and beautiful on so many levels. Two godly young people who love God and are committed to each other, that's Mary and Joseph, the angels, the shepherds, and the baby born in a stable and laid in a manger. But not just a baby, a unique and miraculous birth. God sending his son into the world to save us from our sins. Jesus' birth, the incarnation, was not just an earthly arrival, but a heavenly departure. In the Gospel of John, it says in the first chapter, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
Jesus literally stepped down out of heaven and came to earth and became a baby. Jesus became the most vulnerable of all creation, a baby. He needed to be fed. He needed to be kept warm. He needed to be nurtured and protected by his parents. C.H. Spurgeon wrote, infinite and yet an infant, eternal and yet born of a woman, almighty and yet hanging on a woman's breast, supporting the universe and yet needing to be carried in his mother's arms, king of kings, king of angels, and yet the reputed son of Joseph, heir of all things, and yet the carpenter's despised son. He that made man was made man. Galatians 4 puts it like this. When the time was just right, God sent forth his son, born of a virgin, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. I love the fact that it says there in Galatians that the time was just right. And, you know, God's timing is perfect. When the fullness of time had come. When Jesus came, it was the perfect time. The Jewish people were looking and waiting for the coming of their Messiah, the Christ. What many didn't know was that the way Messiah would come. They were under the iron rule of the Roman Empire, the Caesars. They knew that God had told them in Scripture and through prophecy that their Messiah would come. You know, and if you haven't had a chance to look at Pastor Greg's short film, Red, The Color of Christmas, it's really a great narrative of this. The Jewish people were waiting for God to fulfill his promise to send their Messiah. And I want to add this too. Today, the Jewish people need our prayer and support greatly right now. They again are feeling the pressure, not only of a physical war began against them, but a spirit of hate that has gained unbelievable momentum even in the last month. I believe it's inspired by the devil himself and people he has put in place. I believe we need to be prayerfully and verbally supportive of Israel as well as nationally in our defense of their statehood and their democracy in the Middle East. And we pray that many would believe in Jesus even this Christmas. You know, Isaiah 11.1, the prophet wrote, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and his kingdom, to order it and establish it with justice and judgment from that time forward, even forever. You know, it was the right time when Jesus came the first time. And you know, it'll be the right time when Jesus comes the second time, because the Bible does tell us that Jesus is coming again. It seems like the nations of the world are grappling right now, economically, morally, ethically, the philosophies of the last century have us wondering, you know, is this it? So maybe so, but there's nothing keeping Jesus from coming in the event called the rapture, the return of Christ. You know, 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, for the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. And we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So God's timing is perfect always. 
not only at his first coming, but it will be at his second coming, and it's perfect in our lives too. Some of us may be praying and asking God to move in our lives. Maybe you have a need. Maybe you need a job. Maybe you need a certain class at school or a car or some cash or you're sick or you're looking for a girlfriend. You know, keep praying for that. God's timing is perfect. Maybe you need some kind of rescue in your lives. You're having troubles, but God's timing is perfect. God didn't cause our troubles. Maybe we did. Maybe someone else did, but God knows when to move. Many times God allows things so we will make a move closer to him. And there are seasons in our life, and some seem to be of great ease and fun, but there are others of tremendous trials and conflict. And sometimes there's going to be both going on at the same time. But Jesus says to us, come to me, all ye who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That's in a Matthew eleven twenty eight. As believers, we know that God is in control of our circumstances and the timing of our lives. Jesus came to us, and now he tells us to come to him. You know, Christmas is about giving. And I know if we watch the commercials or we go to the malls or you get notifications from every retailer out there telling you to uh, spend more and give more because the more you give to others, the more you spend with them. Uh, They love giving because that means they get our money. But giving gifts is fun. You know, when we're young, we love to receive gifts, but when we get older, we love to give gifts. You know, Jesus even said it's more blessed to give than to receive. You want to hear something fun is I looked up uh, what were the top gifts of Christmas past. In the 1910s, the top gifts were the teddy bear, of all things. Think about that. The teddy bear, the stuffed bear. In the 20s, it was a yo-yo. In the 40s, it was the slinky. In the 50s, it was Mr. Potato Head. In the 60s, G.I. Joe. In the 70s, oh, the Star Wars figures. In the 80s, skateboards ruled. In the 2000s, oh, the Wii came out in the 2000s. And some of these gifts are still around. I remember getting a blue Schwinn Stingray with the banana seat, you know. And then a couple years later, I got a yellow 10-speed. That was great. Uh, one of the great gifts was a Pioneer stereo. Do you remember those Rock'em Sock'em robots? Those were cool. One year, I got a full box of football cards. I, I like to collect football cards when I was a kid. I looked up the Bronco Nagurski, which was way before my time, is now worth three quarters of a million dollars. Hey, if you have a Tom Brady signed rookie card, $450,000. Jim Brown football card, $225,000. And on the card, it's not Jim Brown, it's Jimmy Brown. But boy, I wish I had some of those cards. I only have one gift left from my childhood. It was a Bible my dad and mom got me the year... I prayed to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It was blue. Uh, It had my name on the bottom, Mike Jonker. And uh, in it, they wrote that they would continue to pray for me, that I would grow in my faith, and that the Bible would help me. And it did, and it has. You know, God gave us a gift that lasts. Can I ask you this year, what will you give that will last? For us men, for you dads, grandpas, sons, brothers, what will you give or what can you give that will last? Maybe it's a Bible to somebody. Maybe it's a tradition that you begin on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning 
where you read the Christmas story or you do something special that will last, something that will last, a spiritual investment in your kids or your grandkids or people that you love. Maybe it's a gift, uh, a financial gift to a ministry like Harvest, an investment into the proclamation of the gospel. We can celebrate all that God has given to us this year. God has given us his son, Jesus. That's what Christmas is all about. And it's our blessing to be able to pass that gift on to others this time of year. And so our prayer is that more people receive this gift of salvation this year. For unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. Would you join with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great gift of your son to us. Lord, uh, you're such a, a gracious father. And Jesus, thank you for coming and living the perfect life. Lord, for humbling yourself and becoming a servant and then going to the cross and dying for each and every one of us. We're indebted to you, Lord. And Lord, we want this Christmas to be a Christmas where we honor you, where we have an opportunity to invest in somebody, invest in others, whether it's family or friends, and give a gift that lasts. So help us this year to honor you and celebrate the great gift you gave us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining with us. Hey, our Christmas services at Harvest on Christmas Eve are going to be at 8, 10, 12, and 5. So please join us, and uh, we're going to have a candlelight service at 5 o'clock as well. So God bless you. Pastor Mike signing off.